Well, it's only been a few days, and somehow the Big 12 has become the bad guy in conference realignment. What's up, everybody? I'm Pete Mundo, Heartland College Sports. We cover the Big 12. Thanks, as always, for joining us and for being a part of the show. I had to take a breather over the last couple of days. Just step back, take a breather, because this has been a roller coaster of a few days across college sports. And the Big 12 comes out an enormous winner, but somehow... This false narrative has been created that the Big 12 ultimately destroyed and killed the Pac-12 or the Pac-4, whatever's left of them. And I'm sitting here and, you know, I get it. I've got a bias towards the Big 12. I readily admit that unlike the West Coast media hacks who act like they're journalists when they're really just Pac-12 propagandists, I just, at least I tell you where I'm at and who I am and what I'm rooting for and what I want to see happen. At least I just give it to you straight, right? A lot of these national media folks or, you know, big regional guys have just been so out of touch. Whether it's the John Canzanos of the world, the Stu Mandels of the world, they started to finally turn on the Pac-12 in the last few days when they realized it was a sinking ship. I mean, we all knew it for like six months and they were the last ones to know because they were buying the propaganda at such a record setting pace. I've never seen outside of news media and political media. I have not seen propaganda be ingested by supposed journalists at that type of a clip in my professional time doing this. I mean, it was unbelievable. We all knew the PAC 12 was a dead conference walking. But somehow, certain Pac-12 folks convinced some of these notable journalists that everything was fine. You just wait. The TV deal is going to be great. Oh, you guys are going to be blown away by this TV deal. We were so close. Was it ever that close? Was it really? I would say no. I don't care what they'll tell you. It was never all that close to getting done. It wasn't. Apple TV, please. They were going to play on a streaming platform, begging for subscribers. Like they're this channel. By the way, hit the subscribe button. The difference is I'm not looking for 15 bucks a month or whatever Apple TV is. Just help us grow this show organically. I'm not sitting on a $20 million a year TV deal from Apple TV Plus begging for subscribers to try to get to $32 million. But yes, please bang that subscribe button for us if you're on YouTube or on the podcast. Appreciate you being here. We're not going to do that. You've got to be kidding me. And that's finally when Colorado, Arizona, Arizona State, Oregon, Washington, and Utah realized we're not going to sit out here and, and beg like PBS for donations, which is essentially what they would have been doing, sending out e-blasts. To their, you know, entire alumni base. Hey, instead of giving us, you know, a couple hundred bucks to the athletic fund, could you subscribe to Apple TV for us? Would have been embarrassing. Would have been like on the street corner begging for money. I mean, that's pathetic. And Colorado, to its credit, was the first to realize this is not a realistic option for us. This doesn't make a lot of sense for us. This is not a good way to go about doing business. So we're out. And they bounced. And then eventually the house of cards collapsed as we predicted it would for months on end. But if you look at 
where the narrative is at right now, there's still this odd blame game on the Big 12. And remember, none of this is on the Big 12. The Big 12 has literally been raided for the better part of 15 years. SEC, Big 10, and the Pac have all raided the Big 12 in the last 15 years. And you want to look at the Big 12 and say they're the ones who killed off the Pac-12, killed off this prominent conference? You've got to be kidding me. That's completely, completely rewriting history. But that's what they're attempting to do because for them, they don't want to look as colossally wrong as they've been. That's what this comes down to. Preserving their own, saving themselves, that's it. That's the extent of what they're trying to accomplish here. And it's incredibly transparent. It's embarrassing. It's pathetic. And it's just wrong. It is factually wrong. Heck, if you want to talk about conference realignment and how this started, go back 30 years ago to Arkansas leaving the Southwest Conference for the SEC. And then, of course, Big 12 or Big 8 then comes together with the Southwest Conference. And there's stability for... 10-ish years, and then, of course, things start to unravel towards 2010, and then, of course, we know the history from there. Nebraska, Bounces, Colorado, A&M, Mizzou, all leave the Big 12. The Big 12 then cobbles together West Virginia, TCU, creates a good conference. You have a little bit of stability there for a little bit. Big 12 considers expanding five years ago, decides not to. Why? OU and Texas did not want to. Then OU and Texas leave. Then, of course, UCLA and USC leave last year, or they announced they're leaving, and then it's full steam ahead. And then the Big 12, in self-preservation mode, picks up a couple of more teams, and it's like, hey, Big 12, how could you? You've got to be kidding me. Look at the SEC. Look at the Big 10. Look at Oklahoma and Texas. Look at USC and UCLA. They don't want to do that either. Why? Because it's easy to pick on the Big 12. It's easy to blame the Big 12. A lot of the national media folks have far more interest in spending their Saturdays in Columbus, Ohio, and Tuscaloosa, Alabama, than Stillwater and Waco. I mean, they'll go there if like there's some huge game by chance, but they don't want to tick off the powers that be in places like Ann Arbor and Gainesville. Uh, that's what they are trying to preserve. And that's why they won't go after the other schools and the other conferences like they're going after the Big 12. The Big 12 under Brett Yormark has kind of become the bad boy. And the Big 12 should embrace that to an extent. I'm just going to sit here, though, and give it to you straight and give you the factual basis for what's actually happened. And I know a lot of you know this, but somebody's got to say it. And, you know, as the, uh, as the folks who carry unofficially the Big 12 flag, which we do at Heartland College Sports, I don't mind doing it. I, I have no problem doing it. You know, we don't have anything to do with the conference per se, but we've been covering this league for the last 10 years, and now we're reaching, of course, an enormous audience of Big 12 fans, and thanks to those of you who are coming in from the new teams. Appreciate you being here and being a part of the show, but it's just not an accurate assessment of how we got here, and the notion that somehow the Big 12 is to blame is not based in any fact but they'll run with it because it's convenient. They'll run with it because it fits a narrative that they want to achieve. That if it wasn't for the Big 12, everything would have been good. And that's simply not true. The Pac-12 screwed itself. The Pac-12 should have expanded. 
The minute USC and UCLA left, they should have jumped all over a couple of teams for expansion. San Diego State would have been an obvious choice. SMU might have made some sense, but they didn't. They sat around, they waited because of the arrogance, the arrogance that emits from corners of that conference. And I don't think it's the four schools coming in, although, as I've noted, there's a segment of Utah fans who appear to have some of that. I know a lot of you Utah fans have come onto the show, and I'm grateful for that, and you're always welcome here. But you know as well as I do, there's a segment of your audience, of your fan base, that was as anti-Big 12 as any fan base in the country. And I hope that those of you Utah fans who have come around smack a little sense into those folks. Uh, Do that for us here at Heartland College Sports because it was completely bizarre. I get the rivalry with BYU, but embrace it. We're all fighting for survival here. You want to be in the glorified Mountain West with Oregon State and Washington State, or do you want to be, you know, in a big boy conference? I mean, jeez. But anyway, I think that the four schools coming in are cultural fits for this league in a lot of ways. Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, and then, of course, Colorado knows this conference and knew it for the better part of 15 years. But you cannot tell this story and blame this league. Now, meantime, I thought this was interesting. By the way, I'm Pete Mundo, Heartland College Sports. Hit the subscribe button. Thanks for being on the show. Um, Missouri head coach Eli Drinkwitz. Did you see what he said in this holier-than-now statement that um, took place over the weekend? Eli Drinkwitz is now very concerned about the kids. He, I'm going to read you the quote here from the Missouri head coach. He said, I thought the transfer window, I thought the transfer portal was closed. Oh, that's just for student athletes. The adults in the room get to do whatever they want, apparently. Drinkwitz goes on to say, my question is, did we count the cost? I'm not talking about financial cost. I'm talking about did we count the cost for the student athletes involved in this decision? What cost is it to the student athletes? He said, we're talking about a football decision based on football, but what about softball and baseball? who have to travel across the country. Did we ask about the cost to them? Do we know what the number one indicator or symptom of or cause of mental health problems are? It's lack of rest and sleep. The insinuation there from Missouri head coach Eli Drinkwitz is that the Big 12 made a move, and the Big 10 for that matter made a move, that was not in the best interests of the student-athletes. It was not in the mental health interests of the student-athletes because Arizona State might have to go to Morgantown, West Virginia every couple of years. That's ridiculous. Take the holier-than-thou attitude, Eli Drinkwitz, and shove it. Seriously. First off, talk to your own employer. I mean, Mizzou, I I get why Missouri left for the SEC, but let's not act like Mizzou is... Uh, a poster child for innocence in any of this. They're not. They said weeks before, I think it was October of 2011, they were like, we're committed to the Big 12, and mid-November they were gone, or they had announced they were leaving. So I know Eli Drinkwitz wasn't around Mizzou back in 2011, but my history serves me right. You know, Mizzou was talking a big game about staying, and then they were gone. And I get why they left. I don't blame them for leaving. When it comes to the big check that they are cashing, I think they made a mistake. You know, you don't have KU anymore. You don't have some of the great rivalries anymore. You're not playing a Big 12 basketball tournament in Kansas City anymore. Um, I think they've hurt themselves 
yes, they're cashing a big check, but they've mostly been irrelevant in both major sports since they first made the move and won the SEC East those couple of seasons, right? So athletically, it didn't make a lot of sense. That being said, I get it. But now for the head coach to be like, what about the kids? What about the student athletes? Oh, please. Eli Drinkwitz just got a raise from four to six million dollars a season, and he's under 500 in three seasons as the head coach at Missouri. The only reason that Missouri's paying the guy six million bucks to go 500 every year is because, and by the way, I think he's 11 and 14 in SEC play, is because of the massive amounts of TV dollars that are coming into these schools. That's why. That's the only reason. And yes, conference realignment was not just driven by the schools, but driven by the TV networks that are helping Eli Drinkwitz become a very wealthy man. And I don't blame him for that. I am happy that Eli Drinkwitz is making $6 million this year to probably go 5-7. and seven. God bless him for that. That's America, baby. I love that. But don't act like you don't know why this is happening. Don't act like, oh, I'm just worried about the kids. If you're worried about the purity of the sport and the kids, go coach high school football. Go take a $45,000, a year job coaching high school ball. If it's all about the purity of the sport and it's all about the mental well-being of the kids. But to get up there at the podium and do the whole, oh, we, did anyone ask the kids? No, no one asked the kids. No, they didn't. If the kids don't like it, they don't have to participate. I mean, that's how the world works. But by the way, if you're a softball player at Arizona State, if you're a baseball player at Colorado, and you enjoy the perks of being an athlete in a non-revenue sport at one of these schools, this is good for you. And you know why this is good for you? Because the facilities that you get to enjoy, and every Power 5 school, for the most part, has really good facilities. Go to most SEC, Big 12, baseball facilities, they're probably better than most of what you're going to see at minor league stadiums around this country. They probably travel better. They probably have better facilities than most minor leagues. What does that say? The money from football, a la the money from Fox and ESPN, the money, and of course then the donors who like to see their teams in the big power conferences who then give the money back to the schools, they help fund all of that. So I've seen a lot of the griping from, like, softball players at Oregon. And, like, I'm sorry. Yes, you're going to have to now travel pretty darn far to go to some games. But, uh, you know, there are perks to being softball players and swimmers and volleyball players at Oregon. And, you know, the beauty of what we've done over the last couple of years in college sports is that if you don't like it, hit the transfer portal and your options are unlimited. But, no, no one asked you. No one asks an 18-year-old who's a student athlete, what we're going to do with a billion-dollar TV contract. That's not how the world works. I know we want to empower kids and all this stuff, and, you know, to a degree, I'm fine with that. And I say this as a millennial, by the way. I've got two little kids myself, a four- and a two-year-old. So I'm not like, old man, get off my porch here, but I'm starting to sound like one because this whole thing's ridiculous. This whole concept is bizarre. But then to hear Eli Drinkwitz get on the high horse? Oh, you got to be kidding me. I, I am not going to sit here and let an SEC coach 
who, by the way, is part of a conference that helped kickstart this last batch of realignment. I'm not going to let him do the whole, oh, what about the student-athletes? Oh, student uh, no, we're not going to do that, Eli, and that's not going to fly here. No, 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 no. Meantime, uh, with the fallout of realignment, Bruce Feldman shared his thoughts on Dan Patrick, if you saw that. Um, Monday, if you didn't, I want to read to you what Bruce Feldman had to say. And I have a lot of respect for Bruce Feldman. I think he's very good at his job. Uh, He basically ripped leadership in the Pac-12 here over the last several years. He said, I think they had one commissioner in Larry Scott who kind of lost track of keeping the main thing and was so excited to chase innovation at the expense of reality. And then they went with another outside-the-box hire in George Kliakov who I hate to use this analogy, but there's an old episode of Seinfeld where George Costanza seems to bluff his future in-laws all the way out to the Hamptons for something that doesn't exist. That's kind of how this felt for the Pac-12. Well, here's, here's what I would say. I don't think that that is fair, and I've been very critical of George Klyovkov. I mean, very, very critical of him. And he clearly got outplayed and outmatched by Brett Yormark. But... What I would say here with George Kliakov is, yes, he had a different background over the last couple of years. He held positions with Major League Baseball, NBC Universal, and prior to the Pac-12, he was with MGM Resorts. He was outside the box. But that's what the Big 12 did with Brett Yormark. The difference is the Pac-12 got the wrong guy outside the box. The Big 12 got the right guy outside the box. And that's what this story is about. When you compare the health, the well-being, and the future of the Big 12 to the demise of the Pac-12, both leagues hired guys who were outside the box, who were not traditional college sports employees. They weren't the athletic director to get the commissioner job, the NCAA employee to become a conference commissioner. They were outside-the-box hires. The Pac-12 colossally failed on theirs. The Big 12 hit a home run. That's what this comes down to. And that will be part of the story as well. But in fairness to Klyovkov, what I will say about him is that, according to multiple reports, he was interested over the last couple of years in some kind of expansion. And it was USC and UCLA, per some reports, who shut it down. It was USC and UCLA who were like, no, 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 I'm not interested. No, we don't want to add any Big 12 schools back in 2021 when the Big 12 was on the brink, you know? They didn't want to do it, according to multiple reports. Now, I don't know how much Klyovkov pressured them. I don't know how much he could really use his bully pulpit against USC and UCLA. But if he tried and couldn't get anywhere, then what else is he going to do in that situation? Now, regardless, he should have made a move. When USC and UCLA bolted, he should have added right away a couple of schools, whether it's San Diego State, I, Boise State, SMU, whatever direction you want to go, you should have moved then, and he didn't. And then he got out foxed by Yormark. Brett Yormark beat him to a TV deal, and then it was all downhill from there. That will be the story. That will, that, that's going to be when history looks at how the Pac-12 collapsed, that'll be how we look at it. And I would just say this, too, to the Mountain West. Um, don't go to the Pac-12. Why? The Pac-12 is not going to be viewed at as a power conference anymore. They're not going to guarantee the Pac-12 some type of playoff spot. There's not going to be some big TV deal waiting. Apple TV is not going to offer the 20 mil a year with six of the teams gone. 
if those schools want to join you in the Mountain West, do it. But if I'm the Mountain West teams, I would not be looking to latch on to the remnants of the Pac-12 at this point. I would have no interest in going down that road, and they should not go down that road. Pete Mundo on Heartland College Sports. As always, subscribe to the show. When you do subscribe to the show and hit a five-star rating and review on iTunes, we got these Heartland College Sports koozies I'm flashing for you on uh, YouTube right now. So please do do that. It's a great way to help us build this show, grow this show. We've got a lot of new fans coming in. So thank you for doing that. Thank you for being here. The show started, this website started, geez, almost 10 years ago. And we now have a larger audience across all platforms than I ever could have imagined. So, And that's because of you, not because of billboards and digital media and ESPN or anything like that. It's you, it's me. So thank you for doing that. Uh, on YouTube Live, some of your comments here. Pete, dump Utah, get Oregon State. Uh, you know what's interesting, by the way? You want to talk about a school that's undervalued in this whole thing. Washington State, and the big the conference realignment appears to be done for now. But Washington State has more value than a lot of people realize. And I was looking at some numbers when it came to uh, TV deals and everything else and how many people watch games. Washington State, I don't have it in front of me right now. Oh, here it is. Washington State was a top four TV draw the last five years in the Pac-12. They draw from two major markets, Seattle and Portland, a couple of smaller markets, Spokane and Boise. And it's a pretty good case for Washington State which you wouldn't typically expect. They got a little juice there. And I think Oregon State's interesting as well. But for now, it seems like everything is going to be done. It seems like that for now, the Big 12 is not making any moves. That was reported earlier today that the Big 12 is done. And and by done, I mean they are not expanding at this point in time. Uh, that was according to a source to Brett McMurphy. So, and and that makes sense. McMurphy says a Big 12 source told him the conference has no appetite to add any of the remaining Pac-4 schools or San Diego State. But I I will say this. I'm going to hold out judgment on Arizona State and Utah because they were slow to the game. They, I don't think, deep down really want to be here. But I hope there's a lot of you fans coming in that are going to enjoy this. I've seen a lot of Pac-12 fans over the last 48 hours start following us on social media. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram, at Heartland College Sports. And they're like, hey, we're happy to be here. The Big 12 coverage is great. We're getting more Big 12 coverage than we ever got out of the Pac-12. There's more you guys do. I said, okay, we're happy to have you here. Join us. Embrace us, and we'll embrace you. We want to have you here. But especially when the Arizona State-Utah stuff was going on at the end, it was like, you know, we've got a good thing going in the Big 12. We'd like to have you, but we're all simpatico right now. There's no Texas. There's no Nebraska to try to blow this whole thing up. There's no A&M to cry in the corner. So join us, love us, and we'll love you. That's what this is all going to be about. This, that's what it should be about. Pete, love the show, might need to do it more. Well, you just hit that subscribe button. We got a lot of videos and podcasts that you probably haven't listened to if you're new. I got interviews with Tim Brando, Phil Steele. I mean, I got a lot of stuff coming down. Some uh, Big 12 athletic directors as well. So that's why you got to be locked into what we're doing. 
Pete, do you think Stanford would follow Notre Dame and go independent? I would go independent if I was Stanford. That's what I would do. I would not join the Mountain West. Uh, I would hold out long-term for the Big Ten because Stanford and Notre Dame may be forced into a conference in the 2030s. So they could be a good pairing for the Big Ten. The Big Ten's dream, of course, is to somehow get Notre Dame. If they can do it, they'd be on cloud nine. Stanford would be a natural pairing there. Give another school on the West Coast for some of those schools out there that are currently or going to be in the Big Ten. If I'm Stanford, go independent. Let's be honest, Stanford's not really a football school anymore. They couldn't sell out games with Andrew Luck. That's why Jim Harbaugh left. So that's what I would be doing, and um, we'll see what happens. Pete, can Florida State and Clemson get out of the ACC? That's up to the attorneys. There's a lot of highly paid attorneys who are going to make that call. But I do believe at some point in time, I don't know when, it might not be till next offseason because, you know, the games are going to get started here pretty soon. But I don't think Florida State and Clemson are long for the ACC. And I think the SEC is going to have to make the move because if not, the Big Ten will. And the Big Ten would love to dip its toes into SEC country. And don't sleep on UCF. I know, you know, we talked about it during the offseason before all this. UCF sitting there in Orlando as a sleeping giant in the Big 12 Conference. Whew, boy, oh boy. Thank you all for being here. I'm Pete Mundo, Heartland College Sports. Subscribe to the show. Thank you for doing that. We've got so much that's going to be coming your way with the season around the corner on the podcast as well. Hit that five-star rating and review and send me a screenshot of your rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. We'll get you hooked up with that Heartland College Sports koozie. Let's blow this thing up, baby, even more than it already has been. Thank you, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Have a great rest of your day. Take care. And go Big 12.